0: Last week on HPH, we told you all about the early life and the first voyage of Christopher Columbus. You might have noticed I said, first voyage. Most people don't realize this, but Christopher Columbus actually made four round trips from Spain to the New World, and crazy shit happened on each journey. In this week's episode, we're taking a look at the other three voyages and the sad, pathetic end to Columbus's life. Grab a beverage and settle in for this tale of seagoing douchebaggery in this episode of 100 Proof History, titled Christopher Columbus Part 2, What a Nobody. This is 100 Proof History. We're drinking whiskey and talking history. So, grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy a few laughs as the guys talk about all the horrible things people do to each other. Here are your hosts chris
1: and greg okay people as dan said we're here for another fun episode of hundred proof history oh look at that don't you just love being a part of hundred proof history (laughs) chris
0: (laughs) i do oh man i do we're making it work today do it again you stupid bitch do it again Fine. 100 Brew History.
1: You know what? I'm glad we're just not a depraved, immature, shithouse podcast like 100 Brew History. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong button, Wolf Dick! Damn it! God damn it! We worked on that for two hours, Wolf Dick! <laughs> I swear he's, he's in this to sabotage us, Chris. I promise you. In his paralyzed hands under the, the
0: spigot, and he's like, Wha- uh, you're like no, that's not what we're working on. I don't give a shit about that. No.
1: <laughs> oh, I like how we're driving this joke from like episode fucking nothing into the ground. Your <laughs> <know. New> listeners <laughs> are like, what the fuck is, is this? Wolf deck. Don't worry about it. Yeah.
0: Okay, figure it out. Oh, how you doing, buddy? You doing all right? I'm doing okay. Yeah. What about you? Um, real talk. I was at the gym today, and I, inj- you know, I was working out, and I pulled a trap. And I also injured the muscle that connects my shoulder <laughs> to my neck. But you got a trap's number? <laughs> yeah, uh, buddy. <laughs> no, seriously. Very good. It hurts like a motherfucker. <laughs> I'm having trouble turning my head today, but that's all right. It's especially going to hurt when you call that trap back. <laughs> it doesn't answer, just straight to voicemail. I was like, God damn it. No, Once you get in the hotel room. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm the bottom in this scenario of the me hooking up with a trap. Well,
1: yeah, uh, I didn't imagine anything else.
0: Personality-wise, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah,
1: of course. <laughs> well, Chris, why don't you tell the listeners what we're talking about?
0: Well, Gregory, today we are talking about Columbus again. And our source, just like last time, is Columbus, The Four Voyages by Lawrence Burr-Green. A Pretty solid book. I enjoyed it. Very detailed. Very non-biased, which is also the kind of thing we're going to strive to be until the very end of this episode, where we're going to tell you our true feelings about
1: Columbus. I, I actually made a New Year's resolution this year uh-huh. uh, to my wife to be non-bi, so... Oh, that's good. I mean, we're looking at for non-biased, but, you know, either way... Oh, oh, I thought those were the same
0: thing. I kind I'm of sorry. made the same thing where I told my wife I wouldn't dress up like Joan Bias... That was my New Year's resolution. Joan Bias. I think she was in heart
1: crazy on you. Wow. What a <laughs> reference. What a reference. Thank you. Thank you. Well, no, I, I'm kind of a butt guy, they, they might say. Uh huh. But kind of like them no matter what the, the front says. Yeah. So I promised her to be non biased. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Chris, what are you drinking? <laughs> uh, today, Greg, I am having Jack Ryan Baker's Bush. This is a single malt Irish whiskey. It is aged 12 years. And so mm. you're like, oh, what's the connection there? Well, Columbus set sail in 1492, and returned home for the last time in 1504, and that is... Hold on. Wait carry, for it. Carry the one. Wait for it, guys. 14 years! 14! No, wait, that's... God damn it. Uh, 12 years! I did it! Yay! There you go. <laughs> Yay. Yay! How about you, today? What drink you are having talk to me?
1: In English speak, I do. (laughs) I'm having Balconus lineage. Oh, the third time. That's fine. Hey, I like what I like. Mm -hmm. But I tie it in uniquely each time. This is true. This time, I'm having it because, much like I'm going to kill this bottle, Mm -hmm. Columbus killed a lot of lineage of the Tainos people.
0: Very Nice. Very nice. It worked out. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you chose that one. It it worked very well. Thank you. Well, we have a lot to cover today, Greg. Do you just want to go ahead and jump on into this thing? Dude, I'm so ready. Mm. Well let's uh let's get to it. When we left you last week, Christopher Columbus had taken three ships from Spain and had landed in the Caribbean, which he believed to be islands off the coast of mainland China or Japan. There he met the natives, acquired much less gold than he had hoped to find, and built a pretty craptacular fort out of a ship he had run aground. In early 1493, he sailed back to Spain because he was afraid one of his rivals was going to beat him there and tell King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella that Columbus had failed to accomplish any of his stated goals. But Columbus's rival, Martin Pinzon, had died on the journey home, and so Columbus was able to tell the sovereigns anything he wanted. This kind of reminded me of the very last scenes of Ferris Bueller. Do you remember that? When he's like sprinting home, trying to beat his parents home, because he's supposed to be homesick. Right. And like he's running down the road and he sees his dad driving and his dad looks over just in time, but he's ducked somewhere else. But, or like hopped a fence or something. Yeah, yeah, but in this case, you know, it's like the dad had gotten really coked up and wrapped his bins around a tree. <laughs> and so like he's dead. Jesus. And it's like Ferris gets he'll home and the sister's even like, He skipped school. He wasn't here. It's like, who cares?
1: Who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) It's like Saved by the Bell, like, don't know if I make it on time to (laughs) entertain. But Mr. Feeney actually, like, had a drug OD the night before. Well. So it doesn't matter.
0: Mr. Feeney was in Boy Meets World. God damn it. Mr. Belding was saved by the Bell. That's right. You dumb bitch. You don't know your 90s <laughs> children's TV shows. Oh, I know them too much. They're all intertwined. In your mind's eye, you're like, what episode was it where Zach Morris fingered Topanga? Which one was that? <laughs> was
1: the magician still there? Clarissa came in and she explained everything yeah. to them. <laughs> Listen, children, here's what fingering is. Clarissa explains it all. was the third one, Chris.
0: Oh, well, at least you got that one. Well, Columbus told the king and queen he had made it to Asia, he'd found a shitload of golden spices, and the people there were all moist in the crotch about the idea of converting to Christianity. It was all a bunch of bullshit, but it was bullshit the king and queen wanted to hear, so when Columbus asked if he could go back, they were all for it. This trip would be a little different. Instead of three ships, Columbus was given 17, and instead of having to beg people to go, he had an army of volunteers. Also, the whole point of the first voyage had been to discover a new trading route. But now that Columbus had discovered some unclaimed land, the plan changed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Greg. Unclaimed was supposed to be in air quotes there. I know this is an audio format, but... I was gonna say... <laughs> I don't know about that. Unclaimed by white people. Whitish people. There, there you go. Yeah. The Spaniards wanted to build an overseas empire, but Ferdinand and Isabella made it clear that they wanted the natives converted to Christianity and to be unharmed. Columbus is like, okay, you got it, dudes.
1: <laughs> yep, uh, get right on that. It's
0: like hiring a babysitter. And it's like, please do not beat my child. Do you have a nanny cam? Nope. <laughs> okay, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> on September 25th, 1493, Columbus sailed out of Cadiz, Spain and headed back towards the islands he had left earlier that year. About six weeks later, on November 3rd, he spotted land. Because the navigation in the 15th century was basically pointing your ship in one direction and guessing, he hadn't landed on the island of Hispaniola. Instead, he had found a small island in what is now known as the Leland Island Chain. Since it was Sunday, and Domingo is Spanish for Sunday, he named the island Dominica. It's like a Sunday, but it's like a a sexy lady's Sunday, you know?
1: With like extra banana, oh, Yo, you,
0: you know it, yeah. A lot
1: of chocolate, oh, yeah. And the cherries are busted open already. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> and there's a lot of nuts, like way too many nuts to know what to do with. <laughs> I'm not the first one here, after all. Hmm. And uh, the iced cream. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. You know, this is the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. It's just turned into straight warm cream at this point. <laughs> anyway continue (laughs) I'll
0: try on his first trip Columbus had met the natives known as the Tainos who were just super cool super chill dudes who believed Columbus was a sky god and so he had been welcoming and hospitable but they frequently warned Columbus about another tribe the Caribs who were well known man eaters you have something there you look like you leaned in to have some
1: no, but I bet you do. I do.
0: Whoa, whoa, here they come.
1: Yep, I knew you'd do. <laughs> Watch out, boy, they'll chew you up. Ooh, not too much teeth, though.
0: Oh, no. Little hollow notes for all our 12-year-olds. Upon his arrival back in the New World, Columbus and his men had their first run-in with the Caribs when the natives rowed out to meet the ships in their canoes and promptly began firing poison arrows at the Europeans. See, they started it, Greg. Everything that's about to happen after this, completely justified. Just, you know, they fired the first shots. That's how it works. Wheels off now. Yep. It's just like you throw a rocket at an Israeli tank, you better expect the Hellfire Missiles, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's fucking sad. One of Columbus's men was killed, but the Caribs were captured and every one of them were beheaded. Well, hold up, all except for a young woman who Columbus gave to his buddy so that he could imprison and rape her. Columbus did more island hopping and naming before finally making it back to Hispaniola on November 22nd where he found a smoldering ruin where his fort, La Navidad, had once been. The 39 men he had left there were all dead, killed by two of the Taino tribes.
1: So, La Navidad? Uh Uh-huh. Correct me if I'm wrong, but as mentioned in previous episodes, I did do Duolingo yeah. for a couple of weeks. It's Christmas, right? Ooh, yeah. I'd be fucking pissed too if they burned down my Christmas fort. <laughs> like, do you maybe you think it was so easy to burn down because they couldn't defend it because it was made out of like gingerbread frosting and gumdrops? <laughs> <laughs> like Him and his men, they pull up to the Christmas fort just in time to see them hang and eviscerate the gingerbread man. (laughs) He's trying to warn them, like, (laughs) you know, it's like the little gingerbread voice. And that's when Columbus noticed, like, they cut off his gingerbread dick and shoved it in his mouth (laughs) in an act of defiance.
0: <laughs> they, they cut up in his, his
1: like, Oh my god.
0: <laughs> they cut up in his belly and his these candy cane entrails just spill out. <laughs> <It's> just like, <laughs> oh as, as soon as they cut the the twist the rope, you know, that he was hanging by
1: <laughs> he
0: falls into a glass of milk and it's just like, <laughs> Oh no
1: <laughs> the, the Tainos people just start fucking dipping their hands in and eating them. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) They're just watching this shit like, oh my god. What have we done?
0: (laughs) This Navidad is not Feliz at all.
1: (laughs) There's no Feliz in this Navidad.
0: (laughs) Oh, that song's gonna be stuck in my fucking head the rest of the episode. (laughs) You're gonna be talking about... And then Columbus enslaved the island, I'd be like da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Well, another chief told Columbus what had happened, and he said he had fought to protect the Spaniards, but he had been wounded in the leg. At first Columbus couldn't believe that the, the Tainos had done this because he thought the Indians were too chicken shit to fight Spaniards, and so it had to have been some sort of miniature civil war. But when they examined the chief's injured leg, they saw that he wasn't hurt at all. It's just like,
1: hmm. the fucking
0: kids. I don't know if you have experience with this, but like a child will get like the tiniest red mark on them and just start wailing and pointing at it. Like, oh God, I'm dying. And as soon as you put a bandaid on it, they're fine. And that's kind of what this chief was. He's like, Oh, man, they fuck, they fucked me up. Oh, I could barely walk. And they take off the bandage, and there was literally nothing there. Like, oh, you you fixed it. The band-aid worked.
1: It was, a, it was an ACL. <laughs> it's, a, it's inside. Yeah,
0: you can't see it. I do wonder what it'd be like if children were doctors, and, like, you walked in, there's just, like, a bloody stump. Like, your wrist has been chopped off and you're just spurting blood everywhere and
1: they just put like... They just put like the the fake stethoscope like right on the bloody <laughs> stump and be like well, everything checks out. <laughs> I'm fucking stupid.
0: They throw like a, a Scooby-Doo Band-Aid over top of it <laughs> and give you a sucker.
1: It doesn't even stick because the spurting arterial blood just immediately shoots it off like a geyser. <laughs> Oh,
0: and that's why we have child labor laws right there. They give you a lollipop. Yeah.
1: Fuck yeah! But you like you're still like well, lollipop. No, it satiates you I, for like I feel five so seconds. Much better
0: now. <laughs> and then you go back to dying. Yep. Those <sighs> my kids are fucking stupid. Well, after all that, Columbus did believe that the Spaniards had been massacred by the Taínos, and there was no way going forward that he could trust the Indians. Undeterred, Columbus moved forward with his settlement plans and had the town of La Isabella built in January of 1494. It wasn't anything super impressive, but it was pretty close to the region of Cibao, which was supposedly rich in gold. Columbus's aide, Alonso de Ojeda, set out from La Isabella with Spanish scouts and Indian guides, and a few days later he returned with several gold nuggets. Columbus did his old timey prospector dance and immediately sent 12 of his ships back to Spain to report that, yeah, 39 of his people were brutally massacred
1: after he abandoned them, but, uh, hey, hey, there's gold in them hills! Yeah! And that's when old man Cornelius of uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer fame came in singing, Slaughter and gold! <laughs> slaughter and gold!
0: You know what? You're you're probably right cuz looking at that guy, he just gets serious white supremacist vibes from him. I feel like he's definitely eaten a person. Oh yeah. And you check his browser history and there's like 18,000 QAnon links.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he does look the type. Yeah. If he was alive these days, obviously he'd drink himself to death. So.
0: Yeah, you know, cuz back then that was when they believed that like alcohol would keep you warm. In freezing conditions, they had the,
1: the dog they bring the barrel of brandy or whatever. Oh, uh, the old St. Bernard with yeah. the uh, little barrel around the neck. Yeah. Hell yeah. So
0: he just got hammered all the time and out there like butt ass naked. Like, <laughs> silver and And they had to call the cops on him because he's just naked in the middle of Anchorage, just dancing in the streets. God damn it, Cornelius, this shit again. <laughs> I keep asking you to lock me up. Just put me away for good, or else I'm gonna kill again. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cornelius, they're just prostitutes. Nobody cares.
1: <laughs> oh, if you think they're bad, you know how many eight-year-old boys we got in this town? <laughs> uh... About 17 less since I showed up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Silver and gold! <laughs> Slaughter and gold!
0: <laughs> Over the following months, things got pretty bleak on the islands. As they waited for more supplies to return from Spain, men were put on harsh rations and began to die of starvation and disease. Columbus ordered that any Spaniards that were caught stealing food were to be hanged or disemboweled. Just candy cane guts everywhere. <laughs> On one journey to search for gold, Ojeda captured three Indians who refused to help him ford a river. He chopped off their ears and noses. Columbus said, Nah, not good enough, bro. And ordered the Indians back to La Isabella, where they were beheaded.
1: Payback for the gingerbread man. (laughs) Got him. Who is actually a gingerbread boy. Oh, no. He was 11 days old, people. (sighs) You know, because he was a pastry. So it's kind of old for a pastry.
0: That's true. Never really thought about that. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Do you think after he was beheaded, you know, because Ojeda had cu- cut off the nose and the ears, you think after they beheaded him, like Ojeda's like, whatever, I fucking loosened it for you. I don't need you to help me. I'm a big man. You don't need to fucking finish the job, bitch. You know, like a jar, like a, you can't open a jar. And <laughs> Well, soon the Golden Sea bow ran out. Columbus was like, Oh, fuck! What do I send back to Spain now to make it look like a, everything is going a, super awesome out here in fuckville? Oh, I know! Slaves! I'll send slaves! He and his men then captured 600 Tainos and sent them back on ships to Spain. Over 200 died on the trip across the ocean, and even more died of disease upon their arrival in Spain. The king and queen were less than impressed. Like, they all show up, and he's like, why did you send us 600 corpses? Why did you think that'd be a a fitting tribute to us? He's like, um, I think they're 60 corpses. Specifically when we told you not to do shit like this? (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile... Spanish fourteen hundred and ninety-four Jeffrey Dahmer's like
1: I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> the ship like arrives in port, you know the little stairs are connected to the uh to the ship. Mm-hmm. And out come the six hundred fucking emaciated Tainos, somebody on the top of the ship, are just like <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is just sitting there in silence. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, we brought this shit back to you guys. Look, look how awesome this is. <laughs> they're kind of brown, right? That's cool. Like, oh. <laughs> Why did you do this? We didn't ask for any of this. Are they Christians? No, we were hoping you guys would take care of that now that they're here. Can you handle that part of it? Well, that was yeah, y'all go to the priests. That was your one fucking job, Columbus. Convert them to Christianity. Uh, I got busy, you know, with all the gold I'm finding. Oh, yeah, where's the gold? You know, but they're sexy. On the next ship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't worry. One boat at a time, guys. Let's just, just slow roll. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, meanwhile, Columbus's slavery endeavor led to serious revolt amongst the Taínos. At this point, it was early 1495, and Columbus was pretty sick. While he was lying in bed, he put a dude named Pedro Marguerite in charge. That's the boy version
1: of margarita. Mm, One more Margarita, please. Mm. One extra salt. (laughs) Sir, do you mean margarita? No. I said what I said. You you are the mistaken
0: one. I'm going to try that next time at Chili's. Give me an El Presidente margarite. I want a very powerful, a politically powerful boy. (laughs) I want to salute the boy <laughs> i want to be let's let's switch this up. I want to be the old man that marries the young noble and works my way into the presidency into the into this <laughs> position of power <laughs> Well Marguerite launched vicious attacks on the Indians, capturing and raping their women while killing the men and sending dogs after anyone who tried to escape
1: into the forests. I hope they're little puppy dogs that. I'll just go and lick them And welcome them back Hey Become a part of the society Oh yeah. you got puppy puppies breath <laughs> Me 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 kind of, What was that The uh We kiss you on your <laughs> On your mouth Cause you're white You know <laughs> you, you lick their lick You know Yeah What was it The uh
0: The Waco and the Ruby Ridge shows we're talking about How they killed the Sweet innocent Tiny puppies That still had the ribbon collars <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's the ones they're sending out
1: in the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the little bows on them. Yeah. <laughs> Going after the Tainos people just to befriend them.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, what happens is they get out there, and like, oh, sweet puppy, and they immediately tear out their jugular. <laughs> <laughs> no! You were so adorable. What happened? Racist raise me. Oh!
1: <laughs> <laughs> but if it was white people, like, the dog would be eating out their neck. And the white people would still be trying to like lick their tongue
0: Yeah, oh he's so Give me adorable kiss. Give me a kiss
1: <laughs> Kiss me on the mouth, tongue kiss me now
0: I'm gonna make you an in Instagram account Everybody's gonna follow you <laughs> Well when Columbus recovered from his ailment, ailment, I was gonna say illness or ailment Was he a beastie boy? Yeah <laughs> When Columbus recovered from his ailments, he joined in on the fun and led several of his own parties hunting the natives. <laughs> it's a hunting party, Greg. Come on. Soon thereafter, the Spanish instituted a policy of slavery known as encomienda. All male Taínos over 14 had to provide a bell full of gold every three months or they would have their hands cut off, which typically resulted in death, or they were beheaded which always results in death, according to my research, at least. Are you a doctor, Chris? Did <sighs> you go out and get a medical license on me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to- You son of a bitch. You're right. I don't want to assume things. I have not read any books, you know, in researching this episode that do indicate that being beheaded kills you, so
1: it's a good disclaimer. We need to put that out there. But you did get a medical degree from Trump University, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, Awesome.
0: That's why anytime there's a solar eclipse, I recommend you stare directly at it (laughs) to strengthen your eyes, to recharge the battery that each person has that they drain by doing exercise. These are all things that somebody famous and political believes. Anyway, well, once again, it is important to point out that the island of Hispaniola was pretty much out of gold by this point, so good luck filling up those bells, young Taianos. The Taianos themselves began to die in large numbers. Our main source estimates that there were about 300,000 Taianos in Hispaniola when Columbus landed in 1492. Over 100,000 died during Columbus's second voyage alone between 1494 and 1496. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Wolf Dick, make your jokes. It's sensitive bashman. I'm telling you, he's out of line, man. He is. Well, about half of that hundred thousand died from starvation and exposure to European diseases. And that's something we need to I think address. The smallpox blanket thing that doesn't happen for another like three hundred years. Uh he smallpox does spread, but it's from all the animals they brought over. Like it wasn't intentional, like it will be in later years when they're trying to drive down the native population in sure. the United States. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's just one of those myths I've heard about Columbus. And trust me, I'm no Columbus topologist,
1: but we need to be accurate about that kind of shit. No, I'd never heard that about him oh, okay. specifically. Yeah. yeah. That was always, like you said, a few hundred years later. A couple hundred. George Washington
0: handed him out. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> I fucking hate you and want you to die. Ooh, that rhymed. Write that down. Someone write that Well, the other half of that 100,000, about 50,000, if we're... I need a calculator. Hold on. Yeah, 50,000. Wow, wow, okay. Well, they chose to kill themselves through poison or by jumping off cliffs rather than being captured, raped, tortured, and killed by Columbus and his men. Columbus shows up. He's just like, Hey guys, how do I get to uh, this river over here? And the first guy just takes off running and leaps off a cliff. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) a base jumper. Cool. That was weird. And he looks at the second guy. Maybe you can help me. And he slowly raises the gun up to his temple. And you're the... (laughs) Fuck, no one wants to help me now. I wonder what happened. What did I do? Hey! Once again, Columbus became worried that the king and queen would learn about how shitty of a job he was doing. Why? Why would uh, he be worried they'd think that, Chris? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, how about you go convert everybody to Christianity? Ah, uh, so by convert to Christianity, you mean enslave them and make them look for gold, right? That was your—that's—that's that's what you meant when you said.
1: Said that? No? No? Okay. Here's 500 of them on (laughs) a boat.
0: Well, he decided to return to Spain on Hitler's birthday, April 20th, 1496. And he still had plenty more fuck-ups
1: left to go. Now, I'm not an expert. Uh Uh-huh. But I feel like that's a good point for a break.
0: You know what? I think you're right. I think you're right. As always, Greg, you tell me what to do. Bleed,
1: child. Bleed. Oh, wait. I'm getting my commands mixed up.
0: All right. We are back from break. We had a good time, I'm sure, during the break. I don't know what happened for you um that was amazing yeah you know sometimes you're like oh shit i need to think of some way to introduce the sh- introduce the show and get everybody excited like you are you're, you're like you really think about it you put a lot of effort into it i should probably start doing that for the breaks coming back because right now i'm like <laughs> i'm in a cold sweat i'm like oh god how do i how do I get them hooked back in? After that 10-second break, they lost all interest in this story. Uh, <laughs> it was an hour and
1: a half for them, just like it was us. <laughs> yeah. How do we reel it back?
0: They had to run to the store and buy their seltzers and, you know, get carded. And they're like, oh, I left my ID at home. I'm like, sure you did. Sure you did. I'm like, no, seriously. And they had the fake mustache on. And they they're just two 13-year-olds on top of each other in a trench coat. It's like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: wobbling around everywhere (laughs) sir we can't serve you why i'm of age (laughs) no because you're obviously drunk (laughs) you're swaying everywhere i fought in goddamn vietnam (laughs) (laughs) oh i hope that mic quality isn't bad because i was actually intimating he's actually swaying swaying. everywhere (laughs) So that might sound a little. He was little thinking bad, back to your days of
0: being 13 year old, being the shoulders. Like, I
1: need some Seltzer's.
0: <laughs> like, it's 1992. Seltzer's is just a non alcoholic sparkling water. What are you talking about? I need them. Give them to me. <laughs> well, it's that time again. The same thing we've been doing for all these years. Greg, it's time for Second Half Seltzer.
1: Second half salsa! Second half salsa! Second half salsa! Woo!
0: I just took a drink of mine. I already popped the top. I'm sorry, listener. I know that's something we're supposed to do together. But uh, pull back the curtain. I've had like six of these already. And I'm pretty white girl
1: wasted. Well, I haven't popped the top, so. Go nuts. Well. Are you ready
0: to get back into this story? Are you? We'll see. We'll see how it goes. You've already had to back up the joke (laughs) truck twice in this episode. This might be just a complete
1: fucking disaster. (laughs) Back in Spain, people were getting kind of tired of Columbus's shit and began to talk about how cruel he was. In response, Columbus got dressed up as a Franciscan monk, groveled in front of the king and queen, and told them that he found them an unlimited supply of gold. But building an empire was really, really hard. Somehow, they were convinced, and in June of 1497, Columbus set sail on his third voyage. Probably did the thing we were talking about on uh, our last hangover that
0: our Patreon listeners heard, where he just balled up and cried for his mommy until they said, Okay, fine, (laughs) fine, go!
1: Be gone, thought Well, on this trip, he was given six ships and 350 settlers. Several of these settlers were actually criminals that had been convicted of nonviolent crimes. Shout out to all of our Australian listeners. You know how that works. That's how oh, because I... their entire country was founded. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, I'm caught up. The plan for this voyage was for three of the ships to head straight to Hispaniola, while Columbus took the other three further south than he had ever been. He believed he would find a large landmass, but it would also have a strait he could pass through to reach China. The trip was mostly uneventful, other than Columbus leading his ships into the windless and super-hot area of the ocean, known as the doldrums. It's
0: also what I call my bedroom, am I right? I mean, it's not super-hot, but there's definitely no blowing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But there's plenty of wind, but with all of the flatulence. Yeah, well, that's kind of my thing. Well, Columbus managed to make his way out at the end of July and spotted the island of Trinidad, which is just off the coast of mainland South America. He and his men bounced around the coast of what is now northern Brazil and Venezuela and encountered even more natives. In one encounter, Columbus tried to entice the natives to come to his ship by dancing on the top deck while playing a tambourine. They responded by firing arrows at him. It, uh... Didn't help that he was probably naked.
0: You know? <laughs> Just banging his dick on the tambourine.
1: <laughs> Just helicoptering around. <laughs> on another occasion, he and his men dined with some natives in complete silence, while presumably smiling awkwardly, because neither of them understood each other. When I saw that, read
0: that part of the book, I was like, oh, it was like when I was 12 and my parents would have dinner together. Like, oh, God, this is Awkward. My mom would be like, so, how was school today? Oh, it's pretty good. What do you mean pretty good? What, what's she getting at? What? what why are you ask, answering her? Look at me. Look at me. How are sports? They're, they're good, Dad. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. am sorry. Don't be mad at me. He's like,
1: ask your mom how Robert is. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm an excellent translator. Oh,
0: yeah. well, these are good green beans. Yeah, she bought them at the fucking deli because she was busy. What were you busy doing this afternoon, Eileen? Like, oh, uh, you know, I was at tennis lessons. Yeah, I bet. You were learning some form of backhand. Son, your mother's a whore. Ricardo
1: was busy coming on, Eileen. (laughs) 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 Can I be excused? No, you sit here. You sit here. I know it was you, son. (laughs) Oh, no. I know you're the one fucking mom. Oh, I'm sorry,
0: Dad. She got stuck in her dryer. What was I supposed to do? (laughs) It was a moment
1: of passion, Dad.
0: Oh hope my mom doesn't listen to this.
1: Fuck you, son. (laughs) I can do things to her you could never do, Dad.
0: (laughs) I can open her eyes. Take her <laughs> wonder by wonder. And he just backhands the shit out of me and knocks me through the window. <laughs> I've been sucking those titties for years, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I feel bad about all that.
1: A whole new world where your son can give you a son. <laughs> Well, it was around this time that Columbus made, probably, his most ridiculous claim. Based on the instruments he had observed, he decided the world was not round, but pear-shaped. And at the top was a rise, like a woman's nipple, that led straight to heaven. But you couldn't get there because boats couldn't sail uphill.
0: That's right, idiots. (laughs) Fucking thought they could get there. Like, oh no, the water's going up, how do we get there? (laughs) we're stupid. (laughs) How do we get to the top of that
1: nip? Oh, I just want to get up there. Got to pass these mountainous water follicles first. <laughs> the nip has giant it's cold hairs. out. <laughs> well, he may have just been spitballing one of his journals, but it's the only time he ever mentions the shape of the Earth. He totally thought it was pear-shaped with a nipple. I can totally believe that. Columbus then sailed back to Hispaniola. By the time he arrived, he was suffering from severe gout, arthritis pains, and conjunctivitis, which is better known as pink eye. You know how you
0: get pink eye, right, Greg? Poo poo. Yeah, poop bacteria gets in your eye, so it means a butt was probably close to your face. Hmm. I wish I got pink eye more. <laughs> All you got to do is go on a multi month journey with a bunch of dudes across the ocean. Pink eye, all sign me up. <laughs> Pink eye all over that boat. Oh, wolf dick. Do we have in the navy by the village people? No. Okay.
1: Uh, anyway, well, things were about to get worse. When he had left in 1496, Columbus had placed his brothers Diego and Bartholomew in charge of the island. But while they were off fighting, "quote unquote," the Taínos, a man named Francisco Roldan was busy leading the Spanish in revolt. They were tired of listening to the Columbus brothers, who were, after all, not Spanish. Roldan demanded that all of the wealth of Hispaniola be shared, and that they should get to do whatever they wanted with the Indian women. Over the next year, the two sides basically plotted against one another, but didn't do much in the way of actual fighting. Caught in the middle were the Taínos. Each side accused the other of treating the Indians shittily, while ignoring their own rapes, murders, and enslavements. Columbus was basically bedridden and didn't have the numbers to fight back against Roldan, so he caved to every demand the rebels made. They were given a permanent settlement. They were offered ships to take back to Spain. Columbus even wrote a letter to the king and queen saying that Roldan was an A-OK dude. Still, this bitch-fighting lasted for three more years, which was 1499.
0: It's it's kind of weird like you're reading the book and you're you're studying the story and like it's basically there's not a lot of actual like we're going to come kill you you kill us like fighting but it's them going we want a ship to spain he's like okay here you go have a ship to spain he's like well we kind of knocked up all these taino women's we don't want to leave our new wives and kids how about you build us a city he's like okay have have a fucking city well how about uh, you tell Ferdinand, that we didn't do all this on purpose, that we're awesome and we deserve the city. He's like, okay, well, you can have that too. Like, well, how about you come over here and give us all hand jobs? It's like, fuck, dude, come on. You come to me and give you hand jobs. Like, oh no, and that was actually <laughs> that was the conflict for the next
1: two years. That was most of it, going back and forth, deciding who was going to travel to who. Well, and I definitely agree with that. Like, I just I think this was really a, a lover's ploy. Yeah. You know, to where neither one of them wants to acknowledge it. It's just this constant back and forth where oh, okay. it, there's just so many undertones and nobody can acknowledge it. And then maybe one night, like, Roldan gets drunk, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he shows up to Columbus's hut mm-hmm. mansion. <laughs> no but shittily built fucking gingerbread house, gingerbread house, think yeah gingerbread house, yes, and he knocks on the door, Columbus answers, there's rolled on, sitting there, top hat, vest, cane, <laughs> and he launches into like that frog song of uh you know the uh hello, my baby, hello, my honey, hello, my ragtime, gal. Mm-hmm. And Columbus is just, like, watching him. Of course, Columbus is naked, too. He just woke up from slumber. hmm And it's December. He looks down. Roldan has a boner. There's a little Christmas hat on the end. <laughs> the end. That's it. <laughs> I'll leave the rest to your imagination. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Well, it was then that a warrior monk named Francisco de Bobadilla arrived on the island. This guy's a real piece of work. He is. Ferdinand and Isabella, the king and queen of Spain, had heard that Columbus was hoarding the gold for himself, and that he planned to sell the new empire to a foreign country, and so they sent Bobadilla to investigate.
0: Yeah, people keep showing up and they're like, oh, he keeps enslaving and murdering all these Tainos. Like, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They're like still eating their dinner. Still cutting the, the steak. Like also <laughs> Go th- on. Also, we think he's keeping gold to himself and the you just hear the fork and the knife drop on the plate. Like, are you fucking kidding me?
1: Or just like the knife goes like it cuts too hard. Like, <laughs> makes that that scrapie. <laughs> <laughs> What, what, what?
0: (laughs) I never.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was okay with the other shit. Yeah. But did you say hoarding gold? (laughs) Not on my fucking whatever version of watches they had back. Not on my grandfather clock.
0: (laughs) Not on my Spanish sundial. Ooh, it's Ocho. (laughs) Time to watch... Will and Grace, am I right? We'll finish this later.
1: <laughs> Maybe, like, back then, by that point, they had gotten the, uh, the flavor Flav necklace clock. <laughs> <laughs> but they definitely didn't have watches. Right? Yeah,
0: for sure. He walks in there, he's like, yeah, he's killing all these Indians. He's like, yeah, boy! <laughs> <laughs> but we think he's hoarding gold, and he might sell all this to King Philip of France. That's wickety-whack! <laughs> About right. That's about uh, 1,500 Spain for you. Just nailed it. So,
1: f- flava, f- flava. I know, I know Spanish. <laughs> flava, flava. No big deal. Flava,
0: flava is my favorite Spanish dessert. It's like this custard. It's pretty good. It's got, uh, it's like made of eggs or something, but it's really, it's really delicious. It's got a little caramel on it. Like
1: flan. Oh, I've been ordering that wrong all these years. Flana, flan. <laughs> this custard dish comes out. Well beyond its time. It's all dried up and mm-hmm. shit. Much like Flava Flop when he comes up. <laughs> yes.
0: We gave you the flava flan. Uh it also has herpes in it. So enjoy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it fucked that lady that had a stroke too. <laughs> uh, oh, there's nobody that's getting this joke. I Why know. are we doing it? Bridget Nielsen, people. <laughs> She was in Rocky IV. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, she was Yvonne Drago's wife. She betrayed him. Were they even married? In the movie, yes. Wait. Not in real life? No, not in real life. Everything I've ever known <laughs> is a lie! No! <laughs> no! No!
1: <laughs> no!
0: It's like you watch Ghostbusters and- No! I need a break, people! You're like, oh, thank God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I've gotten over it.
0: (laughs) What if I told you that Dr. Venkman and Dana in Ghostbusters weren't actually hooking up either?
1: And uh, welcome back from that very brief break, listener. Well, of course, Bobadilla believed he was going to take over as governor, but he wasn't going to let something like that add any sort of bias into his investigation into Columbus, who was the current governor, right? Nah. Completely unbiased guy. Here we go. All right. Well, as soon as he arrived, he saw how shitty everything really was. The settlers were revolting. The settlements themselves were haphazardly thrown together and looked like garbage when compared to the Taino huts. In fact, most of the Spaniards still lived on the boats offshore. Wait, you can live on boats? That's a thing? I've been living in
0: this shitty-ass efficiency apartment all these years, and I've got a boat sitting down in my crack dealer courtyard that I can just take out to sea, take this motherfucker over to Miami, claim that land for Spain, Show up and like, oh yeah, I rule all of you people, Like, but we've lived here for hundreds of years, doesn't matter, I'm white. White. (laughs) Sorry, bitches. This is mine. I claim this for Spain. Like, have you ever been to Spain? Well, I will, once they know what I claim for them, so start looking for gold,
1: bitches. You're still, like, on the boat, slightly offshore, mm-hmm. and you, you play that Will Smith Miami song <laughs> and just start twerking to it. Yeah. And they're like, nobody in that song is white. You're like, yeah, but I am. This is mine. <laughs> but back to the um, Castaway thing. Uh-huh. With Tom Cruise. Hanks. He was on a cruise, technically, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. No, he wasn't. Well, he was a fucking plane. Uh, eventually,
0: he went on a cruise
1: to... St- Freedom. To make out with his ex-wife, Helen Hunt, after her uh, adventures in Twister. Yeah. She stopped storm chasing, made out with him, and then went home to her family. Yep. That whore. I gotta get like, drunk. I gotta get drunk and get a knife and hold it to my wife's throat and be like, what kind of adventures like that have you done? <laughs> <laughs> what men have come back for you and you've made out with them and then just come back home?
0: Hmm? You'll see. My wife learned a lesson from that movie. You know, because he was gone for like years, like four years. And she's like, I gotta move on. I gotta, I gotta find somebody new. So, like, every time I go to like the post office and I'm gone for 20 minutes, I show up, there's a new dude in my efficiency apartment. Like, mm-hmm. you were gone for so long, I thought you were dead.
1: I thought you got into a fatal accident. <sighs> Did you call any hospitals? Well, <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah. We need to move on for the sake of our daughter.
0: And then she turns it around on me. And she's like, well, what's the deal with that volleyball that has, you know, a blood-stained face print, you know, handprint for a face and also has a hole cut in the backside of it? Like, what happens when I'm at the post office between me and Wilson? Okay? <laughs> so unless you want this party to get bigger, if you, you, the four of us just see where this goes and see how the night goes, I'll get some blow, we'll have some fun, other than that, you stop asking me questions, and you get
1: this guy out of my fucking apartment. <laughs> well, Okay, let him finish. <laughs> He's been stroke.
0: Are you talking about me or the volleyball or your boyfriend? i <laughs> We're all we're all having a good time here.
1: Goddamn! My only question was: Does this dude get like nonstop overtime for years from FedEx? That
0: was my only question. <laughs> that was where you're going. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the train just fucking I mean went off he was t- on the job
0: <laughs> the plane crashed fuck he better get some form of back pay you're like oh I'm gonna ask this question about his overtime and then that train just fucking derailed off the bridge into the fucking canyon like there's bodies everywhere and we're digging through that and meanwhile at the stop it's like he got paid for the overtime guys <laughs> <laughs> It's all
1: I was, uh, saying <laughs> yeah. Well, Bobadilla began to gather testimony and learn that Columbus refused to baptize the Indians because he wanted them as slaves. He learned about how the Spanish had enslaved and massacred the Tainos. He heard testimony of how Columbus whipped and tortured any Spaniard that stole food. Witnesses also accused Columbus of having a girl whipped because she pretended to be pregnant and had another girl's tongue cut out when she spoke ill of the Columbus brothers. The witnesses also said that anyone who had homosexual relations had their throat slit. Unless they were really good at hiding it, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I wouldn't mind you doing something to my throat, but please God don't slit it. (laughs) That's good at hiding it. (laughs) Let's go watch a chorus line.
0: Let's have some fun. Walks into Columbus's boat and he's like, Oh, these curtains have to go. <laughs> Columbus gets all suspicious, starts sharpening his knife, He's like, "You know what? I like women's breasts!" How they're all weighty, and they
1: <laughs> feed children. Yeah. Ooh, that's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bobadilla was shocked and appalled at how Columbus treated the Spanish. It was 1499. No one gave a shit about how the Indians were treated. Columbus was removed as governor, arrested, and transported back to Spain, where he was imprisoned for an entire six weeks. At that point, King Ferdinand released Columbus and told him that he could have all of his wealth and titles back. There was only one problem with that. All of his wealth was back in Hispaniola. The king ordered Bobadilla to put Columbus's shit on a boat and send it east. Bobadilla said, Cool. I will get right on that in two years. Columbus was 51, half blind, and suffered from rheumatoid arthritis and bouts of malaria. He became a monk and lived in a solitary cell in a monastery where he was not allowed to speak. During this time, he wrote a book in which he claimed the world would end in just 150 years. And he was right. End of story.
0: Woo! Did it again. All right, we'll see you guys next week. I'm sorry, I don't get to say that. I can't, I can't take into story. I'm, I don't have the authority to do that.
1: <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, no, he still longed to explore the world he had found. In July of 1502, Columbus once again set sail, hoping to find a strait that would lead him to China. I've been looking for straight my whole life, brother. <laughs> I don't know if it exists. <laughs> it's all a spectrum. Anyway. Well, this time, he took his 13-year-old son, Ferdinand.
0: Mom and Jeff say you have to take me this weekend. They're going to see Dave Matthews' band at the Forum.
1: Fine!
0: Fine! But you don't talk to my girlfriend, Charlene. You just sit there. You just play on your Nintendos, okay? Just shut your fucking mouth.
1: <laughs> you don't talk to my girlfriend, Henry... E- Etta. <laughs> Henrietta.
0: Father, I notice there are no women upon this ship in which we sail. Oh, there are. They just haven't presented themselves as such as of yet. You wait <laughs> about two weeks, boy. There'll be women all over the deck of this boat. <laughs> oh, God.
1: I'm from Italy. <laughs> Just gay for the stay. <laughs> yeah. It's like prison rules.
0: Yeah. Jesus. The ocean is a lonely place, Greg. <laughs> Just
1: like prison. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> well, the seas were rough, and they sailed through a massive hurricane before reaching Hispaniola. <laughs> he hadn't intended to sail there, and he had been ordered by the king to never go there again. But he needed safe harbor. Uh, I don't believe this. What's that? The dude sails across the entire ocean and just winds up on Hispaniola again. Oh, uh, you know, it's like getting caught outside uh, your ex-wife's house you know yeah. she's with her boyfriend you have a flashlight in the window <laughs> hey. and then you're like oh she's trying to find my way yeah <laughs> you know and then you just uh start trying to get your way out of it yeah you just start backing into the darkness and- <laughs> the music <laughs> You let the outro music play. You tell. try to get away from the situation. Tell your
0: ex-wife, okay, find me on Instagram at... (laughs) I still love you, Debbie.
1: At, I will fucking kill my (laughs) ex-wife.
0: Number four, there were...
1: It's not, it's not you, babe. It's uh, another, uh, it's a song.
0: (laughs) She looks up that Instagram and it's just pictures of her through the window. Just, like, normal candids of her eating dinner with her new husband. <laughs> but you've drawn, like, devil horns and, like, a knife through his neck with blood splurting out All the, the comments
1: side. on it are you. <laughs> yeah. Look at this future dead whore. <laughs> no, but, no, it's not what you think. No, 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 no. That's I'm weird. cosplaying as a serial murderer. I must have been
0: hacked. I don't know. <laughs> it's is <just> strange. <laughs> Is this one from me and my new husband's bedroom? That's... Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. nope. Nope. You can do anything with Instagram filters. It's it's crazy how the <laughs> internet works. Uh, by the way, weird thing, I was walking down the street, uh, like, I don't know, six, seven miles from your house, and I found 20 pairs of your underwear. Do you want those back? Or, uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's a lot of... Well, I don't want to say it, but... Let's just say they're soiled. Yeah. uh... (laughs) I don't know about that one. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Anyway, Columbus killed a lot of people. Continue, Greg. Well, the new governor of Hispaniola was a dude named Oveda, and he fucking hated Columbus. But Columbus knew that Bobadilla and all the ships carrying wealth back to Spain, including Columbus's own money, were about to set sail. He warned them about the storm, but they ignored him. A few days later, Bobadilla and all of his ships sank to the bottom of the ocean. Now, in their defense, Columbus
0: had been wrong about fucking everything up to this point. So it was like, I came through a big old storm and it almost sank my boats. You guys shouldn't sail. Like, okay.
1: (laughs) All right. All right, fucking idiot. Yeah. Well, Columbus sailed south to Nicaragua, where his men became the first Europeans to discover remnants of the Mayan civilization, as well as the first Europeans to taste chocolate or see a spider monkey, which they thought were cats. Yeah, fun thing or about- Or discover that the world was going to end in the year 2012.
0: So. Yeah. They're like, oh, Columbus was completely fucking wrong when he said 150 years. What an idiot.
1: <laughs> but no, fun story about
0: this. They, uh, they thought they were cats. They didn't know what they were. And then they, like, staged a fight between, like, a pig and one of these spider monkeys. And the spider monkey fucking won. Like, destroyed yeah. that fucking pig. Like, golly, that must have been awesome to watch. And it reminded me of our uh, Benny Binion episode. I can't remember what it was that I thought two animals were fighting. It was, like, a rat and something else. They're Like, dude, the... Whatever it was, I think it might have just been a cat. There's a rat and a duck or whatever. And you're like, dude, the duck would win every time. There were ducks fighting ducks and rats fighting rats. But this time it's actually a monkey fighting a pig, and the monkey won.
1: Thank you for the insight, Christopher. That's what I'm here for. Columbus and his men got into some small skirmishes with the natives and became temporarily trapped in a river. But eventually Columbus realized his health was waning, and it was time to head home. Unfortunately for him, his ships were falling apart, and there was no way he could make it back. In June of 1503, He ran aground in Jamaica and became stranded. The natives were, again, helpful and hospitable, and gave what they could, but it wasn't enough. He sent two men in a canoe to travel over 100 miles to Hispaniola to ask for help, but the governor, Oveda, was reluctant to provide aid to his enemy. Columbus and his men languished on the beach for a year. Mutinies formed, but all of the men, Columbus included, were too sick and starved to do anything about it.
0: Yeah, it's just like, laying on the
1: beach. One of them goes, hey, hey, Steve, you alive? Yeah. Oh,
0: good, good. Hey, Steve, <laughs> fuck you.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. Columbus is like, boys, boys, calm it down. <laughs> All right, you two. And that was the that was the mutiny of fifteen oh three. Break
0: it up. <laughs> Break it up.
1: They're they're ten feet apart on the beach. <laughs>
0: you can't even roll over. <laughs> Don't make me roll over there over the period of the next six days. I'll fuck
1: you up, bitch. Fuck you, Steve. <laughs> I'm gonna get rescued off this island. And in 18 years' time, I'm going to go home and I'm going to fuck your wife. (laughs) Columbus got a small reprieve when he convinced the Indians that God was angry at them by predicting a lunar eclipse. It's probably the smartest thing this motherfucker actually did
0: during this whole story we're telling. He's like, God's mad at you. You They actually laughed at him. They're like, okay, idiot. All right. He's like, no, watch. He's going to make the moon disappear, and it didn't. Like, oh, fuck, God is mad at us. Here, have some corn, you know?
1: And that's what a lot of people say about Columbus is that he was just some dumb yokel. He was smart as fuck. He was just a shitty goddamn governor or shitty conqueror, whatever. But yeah. as far as a navigator, he's fucking good. He
0: was, a, he was a good navigator. There were things that he was overly confident in. Sure. You know that he he believed in his own intelligence over other people, and so he kind of bought into some shit. You know, and we all know people like that. Libertarians, we've talked about libertarians quite a bit, who think they're the smartest guys in the room. And you go, that would never work. Your your system of free market ruling everything would just lead to a bunch of people dying.
1: We are the smartest guy in the room, Chris.
0: Yeah, that's right. We start- I'm
1: just kidding, I'm not a libertarian
0: No, we're not, but we're smarter than libertarians That's our whole point So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, we're smarter than the smartest guys in the room Fucking idiots <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupids Well, after the whole predicting the lunar eclipse thing They provided Columbus and his men With all the food they could ask for Eventually, help arrived And Columbus returned to Spain in 1504 Shortly after his arrival, Queen Isabella died. She had always been his biggest supporter, and with her out of the picture, Ferdinand had zero interest in helping old broke-dick Columbus. This didn't stop Columbus from demanding that the king pay him 10% of all the profits from the new empire. King Ferdinand promptly told Columbus to fuck his own face. (laughs) It didn't help that Spain had also been thrown into a civil war. On May 20, 1506, Christopher Columbus died at the age of 54.
0: No! No. American United States hero Christopher Columbus died?
1: <laughs> oh. It's unclear what he died of exactly, but during his travels, he contracted multiple diseases, including reactive arthritis, which is typically caused by sexually transmitted diseases. Columbus died believing that he had been on the doorstep to Asia and never realized that he had discovered land that no European had ever known existed. And that confidence in his own ignorance is literally the only thing that we here at HPH have in common with this jackass. End of story.
0: Fast fact, number one. No fucking fast facts this week. We took way too long on this episode, so, uh, Greg, take us home. All right, Greg. Well, well done. That's for you. It's all. For Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, so usually we do fast facts here, but what I would like to do, we kind of did this with Columbus or God damn it. We kind of did this with George Washington and Hitler who should get some closing comments, closing thoughts on this series. So, what are your thoughts on Christopher Columbus as a person?
1: Well, I think obviously, especially in American school systems, he's a very divisive person mm-hmm. because we're taught from a young age, or at least were, I don't know how schools are now, that, you know, he's basically an American hero. Right. Uh, He's certainly not. Yeah. Now, is he a horrible person or a good person? I really don't think either, because a lot of people are like, don't judge the man, you know, by modern standards. And it's like, well... If we do that to anybody, he's still kind of an asshole. Right. You know, by 1490s to early 1500s standards, he's not a good dude by any stretch of the imagination. He wasn't particularly smart. He just, he really did kind of luck into this whole thing, I feel. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he, he killed a bunch of people. He's kind of a piece of shit, but not Hitler.
0: What are your thoughts on Columbus Day? Should we celebrate Columbus Day here in the United States? No. Okay. Stupid. (laughs) Okay. What about you? I kind of think along the same lines. Uh, For me, what I do when I look at a historical figure, what I try and do at least, is I measure their accomplishments versus the negative things we have to say about them now. Uh, Like, for instance, George Washington, he owned slaves but also like we said in that those series he was the right guy for the right time you know he created america you know helped create america helped lead america to glory all that he was the perfect first president perfect uh first general columbus's accomplishments don't mean shit to me like when i'm right. reading the story i'm like okay yeah you know he sailed across the ocean he found new land for the europeans but I feel like literally anyone in his time period who was an a accomplished navigator or a sailor could have done the same thing. This isn't, I discovered how to split an atom or I was the first one to orbit the Earth in space. You know, this isn't something where someone's doing something that a normal person or, you know, someone in their field wouldn't be able to do. This is just a dude who did what everyone else could have done. He was just the first one to do it, and so we celebrate him. For some reason, in the United States, we celebrate him even though he never fucking set foot here. And it's just this this weird thing. Like, I don't—the slavery, the massacres, those were all kind of common for the time. We kind of mentioned that in the first episode, where about the same time, you have the uh, Romanians impaling all the Ottomans, and you have all this shit happening elsewhere in the world. So them treating the Indians like shit, that was kind of expected for the time. And we definitely shouldn't celebrate that, so then you got to look at it and go, should I celebrate what he actually did good? And you go, fucking why? What did he do that was so impressive? And that's kind of where I'm at. Understandable. Well, take us home,
1: Gregory. Well, guys and gals, find us on social media at 100 History. Check us out at 100ProofHistory.com. Uh, consider joining our Patreon. We've got like, what, at this point, over 40 episodes of unreleased content to you fucking pleb masses. Ugh. <laughs> but it could be yours for the low, low price of $3 a month.
0: You probably spend more on cock rings a month.
1: I know I do. They charge a premium for the, uh, the petite versions. <laughs> yeah.
0: I could probably go to Home Depot and get the quarter-inch O-rings, but, you know, the sensation's a little different.
1: (laughs) Otherwise, uh, we will see you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in. And, uh, bye! Bye, Sexuals. I love going to the glory hole. (laughs) Just cheeks are real sore the next day. My personal record is 43. I worked out the day before. I want to make sure I got my protein for the day, so. You know, I like when you're getting your dick sucked at the glory hole. They take it out of their mouth and just slap it on their beard a little bit. Then <laughs> oh. you hear just, just soft
0: footsteps, and suddenly somebody's kissing your ear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's do this.
1: I like when you're getting your dick sucked at the glory hole, and then on the other side of the wall, you hear a phone ring, and the person answers and says, Oh, yes, honey, I just had to stay late at work. I'll be home soon. (laughs) And then you start a relationship with that person, fall in love and get gay married, Mm -hmm. adopt children.
0: Before that, you bend down, look through the hole, and he's got the priest collar on. What is
1: that? (laughs) You're breaking all sorts of rules. The children then have allegations against you (laughs) after you adopt them. (laughs) Specifically, your husband, the priest, Ugh.
0: who is married and also philandering dudes. You know,
1: there's no red flags going into the relationship. You don't know how this happens. <laughs>